This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. I help you with OSHA compliance. And then also just get you some questions and answers related to the safety and health field. That's my gig. So hope everyone's doing well. Thank you for listening to the show. And I am going to actually work on something that came to me from doing a class, a private class this week. And the thing I was thinking about was what are some tools out there to help you not only with the classes that you do, but then also just resources for yourself, for your clients, uh, a few other things, things you could use for your social media, all those things. So I go to my, the one place that I always look for when it comes to resources first, and that's the actual OSHA website, Occupational Safety and Health website from the U.S. here is just wonderful. They have a thing called eTools and then VTools and E is for electronic, V is for video. And then they also have a whole listing of safety and health topics so that you can get some good understanding about these things. So in this episode, what we're going to do is just going to go through some of the things that I've found with this safety and health programs and uh, topic lists and everything else. So that is the plan for today. So generally when I tell people about the OSHA site, in my brain, I'm thinking, oh yeah, that's an old story and uh, not everyone's going to want to hear about OSHA anymore, but it is really a resource that I use constantly. It is literally my homepage on my uh, internet whenever I log in. So I see it all the time. I'm teaching a lot of OSHA compliance stuff throughout the, uh, throughout the month, throughout the day sometimes. And generally speaking, I refer to uh, the OSHA website for, for quite a few things for safety and health. So one of the things I really want to help you out with is, let's say you're in a class, just like I just finished, and you know that their information there could help your students a little bit more. So OSHA does have compliance things that is for the U.S. market, and, and you need to comply with certain things. And those are going to be, um, they'll be subject to compl compliance enforcement activities. But OSHA has another side, which is called compliance assistance. And that's where you get your safety and health topics and your training and everything else. And so here are some of the things that I use on a regular, and I do say on a regular. So first, let's start with the safety and health topics. So if you go to OSHA.gov. And once you're there, you're going to do forward slash topics. So once you get to that, you could actually break up your topics into alphabetical order. Or, uh, you could use uh, a few other things. So uh, you're going to hear me kind of clicking in the background as I'm literally looking this up at the same time. So I uh, do want to, you know, again, tell you we are only going to be following me when you are on your own computer or uh, someplace where it's safe. If you're driving, you know the drill, right? You are not going to be doing anything 
uh, that you're going to be on the computer or on your phone or anything while you're driving because you're just listening to me and getting everything understood. And then when you get to a safe space, then you're going to start looking at it. So OSHA.gov forward slash topics. And then when you get there, you literally can look up just hundreds, maybe. I don't know. I never counted it because I just do not have that kind of time. But there's a boatload. How's that? Uh, a boatload is, um, let's call it my new, uh, my new uh, actual unit of measurement. Large boat, small boat? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> We're calling it a boatload, right? We're going to clap on that one. So here we go. Once you get to that site and you start looking through the topics, I like to do the alphabetical listing. So let's say that you need to learn a little bit more about ammonia refrigeration. So I'm going right with A. As soon as you click on that one, uh, you're going to see a breakdown of not only the standard, because they'll do that for compliance assistance, right? They need to tell you what the standard is. And then they'll show you how to recognize hazards how to evaluate and control hazards, and then they give you additional resources with that. So uh, for this uh, type of uh, information, you really want to be able to understand what OSHA is saying for compliance if you're in the U.S. first, because you have to make sure your, your clients are going to be compliant with OSHA, yes. And then secondly, what you're really going to focus on is hazard recognition and controls. So you really want to get a good understanding of that. And if you yourself need to get a better grasp on it, then go ahead and, and use this tool. There's also some tools in there that you could use uh, that is going to help you along the way. Uh, and also in there, I forgot to tell you, there, there is a, a component in there that tells you about the workers' rights too. So you, you want to yeah, get a good look at that. But in some cases, OSHA will have e-tools, e-matrix, expert advisors, and video tools all available for you with these safety and health topics. So for that one, you want to go to OSHA.gov forward slash e-tools. So again, OSHA.gov forward slash e-tools. So when you get there, you're going to see that uh, there's some downloadable files here. There's going to be some tools on teaching you, again, compliance and its enforcement assistance. Those are two sides of OSHA there. And uh, a lot of the e-tools that you're going to see here, it's good for you to use them in class. And this is how I would use them. So um, you could actually, let's say that you're, you've got a client and their oil and gas well drilling services. So you go ahead and click on that module, and during class, you could literally, especially if you're online, because a lot of our classes are still gonna be online type classes, so especially if you're online, you could click through this with your class and you know direct them to open another tab and follow along with you. So at that point, what you're doing is you're helping the people who are kinesthetic learners who really need to click on buttons and see things uh, where they're they're actively working themselves. They learn better that way. And you're also going to be helping the visual learners because they are now visually seeing on their own 
uh, page some of the things that you're showing them regarding uh, any of the any of the things that is important to them for that topic, right? So you're helping the student who's virtually uh, getting over a hump of not physically being in class and being able to write notes and, and seeing you and all that. So that's another reason why you want to do this. But uh, what you can also be, and of course the auditory learners are listening to you and they're learning from that. But uh, as you're taking them through the e-tools or the matrix or the advisor you are now uh, doing something different for the student you're doing something a little bit different for uh, the learning experience you're now helping that person with a resource and tool that they could take back with them and they're going to be able to use this over and over and over again and you're now showing them valuable resources that they could use somewhere else Another thing that you could do with this while you're there and you're clicking through some of these things, you could use this for some of your video products. So for instance, I have an introduction to OSHA course. That's a free course. So what I do is I take people through the course and I'm literally clicking through different portions of the OSHA site and teaching them how to use that. So as I'm teaching them that, I am now also creating a video content and I'm using this. I'm not uh, changing it in any way. I'm not putting my logo over anything. It's just me doing training on something that's there, showing someone how to use this thing. So that's another way you could use these resources. Uh, sure, you could put this up on your, um, uh, your LinkedIn, your Twitter, your any of uh, the social media, your Facebook groups. Uh, you could use it that way. And again, once you're using this, you're learning things too. So the students are learning, you're learning, and it's not all just U.S. OSHA compliance. Yes, that's in there because that's what OSHA's priority is for the U.S. However, it's also going to give you hazard identification, recognition, controls. So that's the basis of safety. That's going back to uh, going back to the actual nuts and bolts of what your safety career and job would be. I call it going back to basics, but that's what everyone calls everything, right? We're always going back to basics. I use this over the COVID-19 uh, time period. I know in the U.S. we're thinking more endemic stage. Not everywhere in the world is going in that route. But for us, you can start seeing the transition and the loosening of uh, some of the rules. But during the height of uh, COVID-19 in our area, where I am, I actually went to the OSHA website quite often to get uh, references and a lot of information related to how should I work with my, um, my clients and a few other things. And they've got a whole bunch here that you could use on just COVID-19 per specific industries. So that's another uh, e-tool is what it, that one would be. So as I'm flipping through this and giving you guys a little bit of an understanding of this, uh, the e-tool system, and again, you're going to go to OSHA.gov forward slash e-tools. You're going to see there also a thing called expert advisors. So let's, uh, I'm going to, I've always used the safety pays program in class and that's one of the expert advisor things that OSHA has. So what that is, 
And uh, you can click on it through there, or if you want to get to it direct, you go to osha.gov forward slash safety pays. So osha.gov forward slash safety pays. And again, you're doing this at home. You're not trying to do this at a stoplight or anything. That's no good. <laughs> so when you get home, you're going to do safety pays. Uh, what you're going to be looking for there, that one is a, a estimator, if you would, of the cost of an incident, how much it would truly cost a business. And uh, the only way business could pay for things is actually through their profits. So therefore, safety and doing it right, you're protecting the company's profits. Here's a way for you to prove it. So the e-tool in particular, this one is, uh, it's a brainchild of a few different entities or a few different uh, activities. So the average claim cost is coming from the National Council on Compensation Insurance, Inc., NCCI. And they have three years worth of data, 2015, 2016, 2017. And this data now is also, um, they're the NCCI, they manage the largest database of workers' comp information. So the information you're getting from them, three years worth, is going to tell you the actual cost that an incident should be. But then, not only did they grab that information, uh, during on this uh, calculator, they match it up with this uh, roundtable publication for construction safety performance, and it's a study that was done from Stanford University Department of Civil Engineering. So really, just solid data, and uh, they go through the direct costs versus the indirect costs, and generally you're going to see in the site more of the indirect cost of an accident. A direct cost is generally what your insurance is going to pay. Uh, you know, if someone's injured and you got to take them to the occupational clinic, the hours it takes you, um, the worker, to get seen and um, the other worker to drive them there and everything else. So you know you're paying two salaries. You could get that reimbursed. Uh, you could get reimbursed your medical cost or even paid for from the insurance company, the medical cost the repair costs for damage to equipment, those are all going to be your direct costs of the accident. And then the indirect costs are going to be things like work stoppage, overtime pay, training for replacement workers, loss of productivity time from people talking around the cooler. Hey, did you see this? Did you see that? Look what happened here. All that stuff is just lost. And therefore, that is an indirect cost of the accident. So you're not going to pay all this at the same time. It's going to end up being where a little by little, you're going to end up having to shell out money here and there as the business owner or the company. So they take all this in account in this e-tool, and it's a, a, a matrix, if you will. And this expert advisor, I believe is what they're calling it. Uh, all you have to do is know a company profit margin. And once you do the estimator, you'll be able to put in the profit margin you could either do the injury type, such as um, amputation, laceration, uh, occupational disease, shock, any of those things. Or you could put in the direct cost at the insurance uh, that you put in for the insurance company. So as long as you do that and you know the profit margin, then they're going to kick back in this calculator uh, cost multiplier for 
indirect and direct costs that they found through this Stanford University study, there's a sliding scale, a direct sliding scale as to the, the cost that should be. So once you get that, then it's going to tell you at a X percent profit margin, you're going to need to start making more money to pay for this thing, this one injury. So at that advisor now, you could take that information, you could put it in a report for your clients and say, hey, here is the cost of inaction. Here's my cost for actually doing this work. And now if I were to prevent one instance related to the hazard that I'm teaching or I'm training or I'm providing a resource for, then this is your expected savings. So you could use that uh, through this estimator. So it's really a good tool out there. There's plenty of these tools that you could use, but uh, the matrix, the that's there's an e-matrix, there's the checklist, there's uh, e-tools related to ergonomics, there's expert advisors, there's uh, e-tools related to many other things. Truly, you want to go through this site. You want to use it as best as you can for many, many different purposes. It's well worth it to go through it. It's well worth it for you to uh, find something that you can even bring your students on a journey with you. So now, if especially if you are going on and doing uh, virtual classes, sometimes that could get boring. Not everyone has a soundboard like I do where I could hit buttons and, you know, break things up with that or every once in a while I could ask a student a question and if there's no answer we get the crickets not everyone could do all that with the uh, the equipment that they have but if you're online anyway for a virtual class then encourage the students to, to do this with you to click over and, and go look at the resources and this is one resource just from OSHA I'm sure there's other entities out there, especially if you're outside of the U.S. with your local administrators. Check their websites out. See if there's anything similar to that that might be able to give you some descriptors or something that could help you. Maybe there's a college in your area and they may have something similar to this for their safety and health department that you could use that is public facing. I've used that quite a bit with uh, some colleges that do have some handouts or something that I could use for my students. I don't change it in any way. It's not my intellectual property, but I grab it and I present it to the students and just say, hey, this is a resource for you. I do that with my uh, my list. So if you are a person who uh, gets my, my email list weekly, then go ahead and you'll be able to see some of those tools there as well. So the best way right now to connect with me, I'm going through internet issues, so my internet sites are down. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm really working on it. So the best way to connect to me right now is going to be uh, send me an email, sheldon at sheldonprimus.com. So sheldon at sheldonprimus.com, though the sheldonprimus.com website is in flux. Uh, right now as I'm getting some expert help because I'm just, uh, it's too much. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I don't have that kind of time. So I'm going to go ahead and get some extra help, expert help on that. But the email is working. So go ahead and send me an email, sheldon at sheldonprimus.com. And here's two things I'm looking for. One is if you are outside of the U.S. and you have 
a OSHA type agency that's a regulator and has a robust system online that I could check out and use for resources, send me that. Send me a link for that. I'll love to check that out. And then if you just want to um, contact me and chat, then that's fine too. And if you say, hey, Sheldon, put me on your um, weekly newsletter, I'll do that manually until uh, my automated system's back up. So that's the, the best way that we could do that one. I'm really looking forward to hearing from everybody. I hope that this helped you. I know it's a, a short episode. I've been really trying to keep them short. But eTools for training and resources is great for you to have. So now that you know where to get them, how to do it, go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. Views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Bryant.